Hey, Pelicans fans, I know a lot of y'all college football fans, too. We got LSU down the road, Tulane right here in the city, and all the Southland Conference, Conference USA's, USM's even around the corner. I mean, that's only a couple hours away. All y'all college football fans, I got a deal for you. Go to DraftKings. The DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app, and it's putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you just bet $1 or more on any college football game. You could bet on Northwestern State Demons, $1 for them to lose and take the under. That's just what I got to say about that. But either way, you could take advantage of this limited time offer. You bet that dollar, you get $200 in free bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code TBPN when you get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey Pelicans fans, welcome back to the Protecting Nest podcast live from Las Vegas. We sitting here waiting for this game two to come up for the Pelicans. We watching game one over from the Chicago Bulls. We loving the second half. Look, everybody knows the big standout, Trey Murphy three. Vice President David Griffin, he moved down seven spots. He shed two contracts and the Pelicans still got their main target in the, in the, in the draft. I mean... You can't go wrong with that. That right there should be a win. All this, they finished last. They had the worst offseason. No, right there, they got a C plus immediately. Even if they made a bad decision, that keeps it a C minus, and there ain't really been a bad decision yet. Because, I mean, look, Devontae Graham, that's a $11 million for somebody that's going to give you 120% of the production Alonzo for only, like, 60% of the cost. Come on. Come on now. That's another win. So, we here. We lost Vegas. We having fun with it. Got my first drink of the day because we just finished some big interviews with the NBA Foundation. Got some big interviews coming up, all Pelicans related. Got some got some tidbits in there, so y'all stay tuned. But we're gonna talk about 3M3, Mister. Turn me into a fan. Call me full stand after his first shot. He hit that first shot, and I'm saying he he impressed everybody in the gym. They went, oh, he he a shooter. He a shooter. We just saw he. That's a that's a true shot right there. That was form. That was function. That was fundamentals. That was flow. And that was free money because they left him wide open. After the first half, it seemed new. Besides the shooter, they had a solid player who they could plug into a contributing role while developing into a solid like playoff rotational piece. And in a few years, he could really be a starter that's giving people trouble, like problems, like where they say he's nice. And he giving you problems like a Siakam, like something like that. You know, one of them 13 to 17 picks. Gian- Giannis, like, like he can really grow into something. Trey Murphy three, like I'm telling you, he he the truth in the third. So look, after this 94-77 runaway blowout of the Bulls, there's at least a dozen fans. Shout out to the Pels 12. They're starting to fuel a hype train after his debut, and it's aimed directly at the NBA Rookie of the Year trophy i'm telling you trey murphy three i'm going i'm going bet on trey murphy to win the rookie of the year 
as soon as I get done with this podcast, and I'm going to watch a second game, and then I'm going to put a few more drinks in me and come back and give you some rapid reactions, what we're going to call it, a rapid reaction podcast. Tomorrow I got some more interviews, and we're going to bring you something a little bit more professional. But look, looking at Trey Murphy, some of these NBA summer league participants, they dominate on one skill alone, size and athleticism, a carrier player so far. If you were just such a, a specimen in high school, you're going to get a D1 scholarship. If you're just so crazy, seven-foot big, you're going to get a shot in the in the summer league. But it'll only carry you so far, especially in this setting. Because now you're actually playing against some people that's played in the NBA. Anaji Marshall, Patrick Williams, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly. I mean, some of these guys, Tyree Max, they all played. They played, played for real. So if you're stepping up and this is the, the, the most competitive level you ever played with, you're playing against some guys who this is just their warm-up. This is that I, 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 I fought guys tougher than you to get to a fight. Like, so you really got to come with some dog in you. And Trey Murphy, he brought that. So did Alvarado. I'm going to throw a quick shout-in to Alvarado. That man, he's only like six feet tall for real. But he's stacked. He's UFC muscular stacked. He'll get up in you. And he got that one late foul, but they the whole bench was up in him. Najee was yelling at him, stay in it, stay in it, stay on it, dogging. He tied. He, he, he was getting vulgar with that draft pick. And it was fun to watch. You can go to the Twitter timeline, at doing it, Dodson, and check it out. I put some of the videos up there. Some of them, eh, I, you can only do so much, and you don't want to put that out on a player. Because it's early. It's summer league. They was having fun. None of it crossed the line, but, hey, look, it, I, I just flew out there. To, uh, to here, to Vegas that day. My phone was about dead. My laptop's about dead. Camera's about dead. I'm about dead. I could have plugged everything into the wall at the Thomas Mack Assembly Center, but I need to be plugged into my hotel bedroom, and that was just a fact. But now we plugged into how good a player Trey Murphy is, and we're ready to move on. Because, again, he, he did things in this setting that lets you know this 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 ain't the floor, uh, the ceiling, this is the floor. And, and all these other players were the closest they'll come to achieving their dream of being an NBA player. Trey Murphy, three, he, he could be an all-star. He could be a true all-star. Because after this first game, like, his shooting is going to translate immediately. His defense and rebounding going to translate immediately. He's playing in a role that's going to translate immediately. Because he's not like most of these other big picks that come in and, like, they get to dominate because they're the only true baller. No, we got Najee ahead of him, who showed some handles and some finishing. Najee Marshall really been working. D.D. Silva is leading the point. Kyra Lewis Jr. Like, Trey Murphy is playing the role he's going to play when, you know, Graham's running the point. Ingram and Zion's out there. He's still going to be playing that off-ball movement. And he acknowledged that. He acknowledged that after the game. He finished with 26-9, and nine, and he said – you know, hey, how did he do it? He said he was hitting a lot of open shots. He wasn't really thinking. He was just playing free. His guys was finding him, which I love that he threw shout-outs to his teammates throughout his whole post-game media session. He's real humble like that. And he said he was just trying to knock it down for them. He owed it to them because they did the work to get him the ball. You know, that's lovely to see. They was finding him throughout the game. He was finding them. And, and he said it's about ball movement and being a team. That's what's going to win. That's true on your middle school court, high school court, college, 
JUCO, wherever you want to go in this world, you move the ball and play as a team, you're going to have a better chance to win. Sometimes it's going to be your only chance to win, especially when you play in top-tier talent. If the Pelicans don't find like an all-star, like a Bill or a Dame, they really going to have to do something to go around a Golden State if they get stacked up, the Lakers, if they run into a team like the Nets, which they wouldn't do in the playoffs. But, you know, you need the regular season wins, maybe some load management. Even then, you're still going to have to move the ball and play as a team. And and to see that getting thrown down the roster, thrown down the bench by Willie Green, and it's infecting everybody is lovely to see. But Trey Murphy, his teammates found him everywhere. They found him in the corner, on the break, at the top of the key, coming off screens, they found he found himself coming off the dribble on that one shot, and then then I mean they found him on that alley oop, which he started catching bodies. But still, that opening three pointer seemed like Murphy's welcome to the NBA moment, just to match Zion's earthquake dunk or any of those Jackson Hayes bodies that he caught for the multiple highlights. Murphy three caught him one, like that. They gonna have to keep up stat stat lines with. Zion had this, 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 and this. It's going to be four. It's going to be points, rebounds, assists, bodies. Trey Murphy had 26 points, nine rebounds, three assists, and caught his first body. That's going to be his stat line for his first game. Zion next year might have like a 33-point, 13-rebound, six-assist, three-body game. We got to just go ahead and throw caught a body into the stat line. So that's going to be it. A New Orleans thing. We got our Pels 12. We need to. We really need to become like the Raiders from the stat line on up. David Griffin wants to talk about building the culture. Let's build that Raiders culture in basketball where everybody knows the Pelicans going to be rowdy. And we're going to tell you from the stat line to the street outside to the bar next door and everywhere in between until that horn sounds. And even if we lose the game, we ain't going to lose the party because we from New Orleans. And that's just how it is. Putting bodies in the stat sheet for the rest of the season is settled. But Murphy, he's playing the same role. Again, playing the same role. They got all that running. And when he asked about, like, growing into that role and having a bigger second half than the first half and how he seemed more comfortable, he said he didn't really have any nerves. It was just that, you know, it was the first game. Willie Green was screaming in the first quarter at the starters that they was just playing too quiet. Defense was too quiet. Offense, they wasn't moving as much. He told the reserves before they went in and started making them substitutions. Y'all better correct that. And they did. And by the second half, you had Najee Marshall again getting just downright vulgar on Patrick Williams. And I forgot his uh, his name slips in. Number three from the Bulls. I ain't pausing the podcast to look at it. Just know that he was tired. And the only thing he had left was going to his left because the whole Pelicans bench told me that. They were screaming it. I, I don't know how... Even Will Guillory, who was sitting up in the top doing the media stuff on on that bench, I, I don't know how he didn't hear it. Because there was times, you know, during breaks and stuff on that secondary gym, it gets quiet. And you can hear even the radio announcer doing his commercial during the, th- during the free throw before they get ready to come back from the TV timeout. But everybody heard this Pelicans team by the end of the game. They started out real quiet, and they got real loud. And that's a credit to Willie Green and coaching staff and the culture they're building already within this team. And I'm glad to see they're doing it with some of the starters. But to wrap it up, again, looking at Trey Murphy, he's going into the same role in the regular season that he's playing now. And and it really, this is a move akin to one he made in college. And it's going to be a challenge that tests the same skills and worth work ethic that led him to the NBA. 
He explained his college transfer a while back, saying that going to Virginia, you know, he had to learn how to play defense if he wanted to make it to the league. Where else better to go to Virginia? He took a lot of pride in being there. He repped out a lot on defense. He become a lot better defender. He said he even learned to enjoy playing defense a lot, which is something you don't find with a lot of NBA stars. We we I ain't going to rag on Ingram, but I know a lot of y'all will. I ain't going to do that with all this until I get back home from Vegas. I can't blow this opportunity. But even Brandon Ingram knows that he needs to play a little bit more committed defense, not so lethargic, lackadaisical defense. It's just something that wasn't, wasn't in him like that. It wasn't bred in him like that. He wasn't raised in that role. He was never asked to be in that role. He knew he was getting drafted high, and, and Murphy didn't make the lottery. He knew he had to play defense and shoot if he was going to get there. And he even said it. He even said in one of his quotes, obviously, my shooting will get me there, but my defense will keep me there. And that means in the NBA, in the rotation, in the conversation for rookie of the year, all that. So that's the plan for these for these rookies this season with the Pelicans. Murphy understands that. He said he loved moving the ball and enjoying the success that come with his first professional win. But he's looking for more. And I think he's going to give it to us, and, and he's going to surprise us. The same way, again, Najee Marshall said simply after the game, he said, look, I knew he was a shooter, but I didn't know he could shoot like that. And it, it got a little laugh. It got a little chuckle. And when I asked about it, because Najee went first, Murphy Trey come up and said, y'all, y'all know I did a little dunking in Virginia too, right? And I got an even bigger laugh. But ain't nobody going to be laughing when I cash this bet and slip in for the 17th overall draft pick in the NBA, winning Rookie of the Year. He's going to win tonight. I'm I'm looking forward to this Pelicans game. I hope you all looking forward to the next podcast. Please go give us a five-star review. Look forward to some interviews. I got two New Orleans foundations that are working with the Pelicans. Some of it's free. There's a lot of good stuff going on. It's going to be ways that you can get involved with the community, give back to kids, give back to some of the businesses that are actually supporting you and doing things in the city that really make a difference, not just some of that fake social media virtual signaling nonsense. And it's going to show with, with, with Benson interviews and stuff, like with the executive director of the NBA Foundation, Michael Jordan's on that board. He would be the biggest name to mention if you know somebody's doing an interview about the NBA Foundation. But the very first name he mentioned was Gail Benson, and that was very telling. And I'm going to do four or five podcasts with four or five different people and a few players. Y'all going to enjoy a few of these players. Might even have Trey Murphy for you. Y'all look up. So, again, y'all come back to the podcast. I'll see y'all next time. I appreciate you, Pels fans. Y'all enjoy enjoy the rain. I'm going to enjoy the heat. We all going to enjoy this next Pelicans win.